say that you get expecting here in a little bit, uh, because I've come to find out, find this out, that you get what you expect. And so if you expect nothing, you get nothing. But if you expect something, you get something. I believe that. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, I believe I've got a word for you tonight. And um, really, this is a word that this can either excite you to your core. This is a word that can get you up off of your seat and just get you jacked about life and jacked about where God's moving you. Or this, this word can, can fall like a bag of rocks. This is just one of those that it, it, it can hit a wall and just be like, okay, we're not getting anywhere. Or it could be one of those that's just, man, that's it. That's what I needed. And so I pray that it's the latter, and, and, I, and I hope that it doesn't just drop, and I, I hope that it drops into your heart and into your spirit. Because I'm not ministering to your ears, and I'm not ministering to your minds. I'm ministering to your heart tonight. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect Will of God. I want to read this in a few other translations. Uh, we'll have them up here on the screen for the most part. Uh, the New Living puts it this way. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Has God, any, has God done anything for you? It's amazing that because God's done something for us, it requires something of us now. And so he says, because of what he's done for you, I plead with you to give, you, give God your bodies. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Now look what it says here. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Uh, some might say, instead of customs, traditions. Traditions. Um, uh, another word that we have uh, in, in, in terminology that would go along with this is the culture. See, he's identifying two different worlds here. He's identifying the world, and then he's identifying the kingdom. And he says, don't conform to the customs, the traditions, the culture of the world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The Amplified says it this way, I appeal to you therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs. But be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new 
ideals and its new attitude so that so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you the last translation that I want to read this to you is in the NIV Uh, we don't have it on the screens but just listen to what it says this is the most important one that I want to run with tonight verse 2 just put up verse 2 on this one or you, actually, we don't have it. I just said that. I just said that. Hallelujah. Verse 2 says this. Do not conform to the pattern. Everyone say pattern. Say pattern. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. The NIV is the one that I want to, to focus on. Um, I, I want us to see something tonight. And again, I pray that you get this, you receive this. Uh, I believe it's a word for us. Our lives are patterns. Our lives are patterns. I do not believe there is a such thing as an unproductive pattern. I'll say that one more time. I do not believe there is a such thing as an unproductive pattern. So essentially what I am saying is patterns produce. Patterns produce. I mean, in, in, in many facets of our lives, there are patterns that our lives follow. Even your sleeping, there's what you call sleep patterns. Our lives are patterns. Our lives follow patterns. And what Paul is saying here is he's saying do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, patterns in our lives are always producing something. And so the goal is not to get rid of a pattern. The goal is to change the pattern. The goal is to get a new pattern. Because it's what we do consistently that determines what we produce. It's consistency. Consistency. It's not what you do every now and then that determines what you produce. You don't go to the gym every now and then and produce results. You go to the gym consistently and you produce results. You don't eat healthy every now and then and produce results. You eat healthy consistently and produce results. You don't love your spouse every now and then and produce a great marriage. You love your spouse consistently and produce results. You don't go to work every now and then and produce a paycheck. You go to work consistently and produce a paycheck. You see where I'm going with this. So patterns are what produce in our lives. And so Paul was saying here, do not conform to the patterns of this world. He's identifying that the world is living according to a pattern, a cycle. They're stuck in something that's producing. The title of my message tonight is a productive pattern. A productive pattern. 
So number one, I believe all patterns produce. Uh, Even if you are inconsistent in your pattern, guess what? You have a pattern of inconsistency. You are consistently inconsistent. And that itself is a pattern. And that produces a result. Probably not the result you're looking for. Probably not the result you're looking for. So we have to change the pattern. Here's what we do usually. Patterns produce. And most of the time, when we go to God about something, we go to God about the product, not the pattern. And what I want to show you tonight is that God wants to fix your pattern, not just the problem, not just the product. Are you seeing where I'm going? Good. We're, getting, we're stretching a little bit. We're, we're, we're getting it. We're getting the glimpse now that God wants us to adjust the pattern. If we look in this verse here, he says, don't conform to the pattern of this world. But then watch this. He says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing, 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 renewing of your mind. What's that? A new pattern. He's not saying get rid of the pattern. He's saying get a new pattern. God wants us to get a new pattern so we can get a new product. See, as, as a pastor, I, I remember there was one uh, individual uh, early on when we started ministry, um, and not at this church. This was at a previous church that we were at, uh, that they come to you with a problem. But all that they want you to deal with is the problem. But as a pastor, I help people identify patterns that lead to problems. Okay? And so, you know, we've got this individual that's coming to us. But we're starting to find out that they really just want to vent the problem. But as soon as we start to help with the pattern, the wall goes up. And God told me this, he says, uh, in that situation. Because, you know, as a pastor, you you want so badly to help. You want so badly to see them healed. And and if we could just tweak the pattern. Uh, In math, because I'm not a math guy. I've been open about that. I've been very transparent. But isn't there a term called a product? And is that just multiplication or is that addition? Multiplication. But multiplication is a pattern. If, if I say 11 times 6 is 66, got that one. 11 times 6 is 66. Really, that's just a pattern of 11 plus 11 plus 11. And you know, and it's six times, obviously. 
you know, if I went into one of those and did 11 plus 11 plus 11 plus 12, I get a different product. Just by tweaking the pattern just a little bit. And we want God to change the product, the result, but we're unwilling to tweak the pattern. And he, he, he spoke to me, you know, because, you know, you get grieved in those situations. I'll just, be, I'll just be honest with you, be open with you. We want people to get healed and restored and, and grow and develop and, 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 and just tweak one little thing. That's all. God loves to tweak stuff. We're going to see it here in John chapter 15. He loves to tweak stuff. And if you'll let him tweak, you get a different result. The result that he knows. This verse tells me, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that I'll be living a life that is holy, pleasing. I'll be living in his good, acceptable, and perfect will. I mean, if I ask any Christian, if I ask any believer, Do you want to be in God's will? The hands are going up. Nobody's going to respond and say, no, I do not want to be in God's will. I do not care about God's will. I have no desire to be in his will. No, I will always get the answer. But the answer is not the devil. See, we're real good about blaming the devil about stuff. And guys, we give him more credit than he deserves. We make him to be out... We make him out to be worse than he really is because we would find that if we would allow God to speak to us and show us, he's actually identifying that there's a, con, a, a conforming in pattern. And if we can renew our mind, we can change our pattern, be transformed, and change our product. Since all patterns produce 11 plus 11 plus 12 plus 11 plus 11 has a product. I don't know what I just added up, so you can figure that one out. And 11 plus 11 plus 11 plus 11 plus 11 has a product. And they're different because I had a different pattern. You see where I'm going with this tonight? I want to show you this in Romans chapter 5. Anyway, so what I was saying there was God spoke to me and he says, I've been trying to adjust the pattern too. I've been trying to adjust the pattern too. I, I've realized this as a pastor, that I'm always the second person to address a situation in an individual's life. I'm always the second person. The first one is the Holy Spirit. Because God always deals with you before he sends someone to you. And if we just become sensitive to hearing and heeding the voice of the Holy Spirit on those tweaks, then we won't have to have an individual step in. So he encouraged me with that. But Romans chapter 5, starting with verse 12, says this. Therefore, 
just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men. What's that? The pattern. This is why we all hate Adam. And I'm sure all of us have at some point said when we get to heaven, we're having a sit-down conversation, come to Jesus meeting. We can literally have a come to Jesus and say, come on, Adam, we're going to Jesus. We're going to talk about what happened in that garden. What is the matter with you? Letting your wife talk you into eating fruit. Nasty old fruit. But the reason why we hate that is because we realize that a pattern was instituted. A pattern that verse 12 says is now spread to all men. You realize you were born into the pattern that Paul is saying, do not conform to. Do not conform to. Now, he's writing to believers. He's not writing to the lost. The lost do not have the opportunity to conform. They are the pattern. They don't get the right to, to choose right from wrong and to live for God and choose to, to, to produce a holy lifestyle. They don't get the right to live according to his uh, good and acceptable and perfect will. They're in the world. Why? Because they are already born into the pattern that Adam set for everybody. They're born into it. And so he says, verse 13, for until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But watch this. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of God of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. You know what's so exciting about pattern? Is Jesus came to change the pattern. He's mighty to save. He's mighty to save. Come on, all of you in this room, regardless of what kind of past and history and lifestyle you led in the past, you were bound to a pattern that was conformed to the world that did not produce the lifestyle God intended for you. But Jesus showed up to change the pattern. Verse 16, and the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, for the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted, everyone say resulted, A result is a product. Jesus came to change the pattern, so now you can change the product, the result that shows up. It resulted in justification. Justification means found in right standing, in right alignment. It's another word for righteousness. 
And righteousness is not a Christian term. It's not a churchy term. Righteousness literally means to be in right standing with the governing authority. There is a kingdom of God and there is a kingdom of darkness. There's a kingdom of light and a kingdom of darkness. And each kingdom has patterns, customs, traditions, and cultures. So therefore, we can come into the kingdom, but still not produce a kingdom product or a kingdom result because we're still patterned after a former conduct, a former culture in darkness. See, it's not the environment that changes your pattern. If that were the case, when Moses got the slaves out of Egypt, they would have thought different. But how many of you know they wandered around for 40 years in the wilderness, not possessing? I mean, Numbers chapter 13 is one of the most depressing chapters in the entire Bible. We send 12 spies to go in to spy out a land that is already ours. It belongs to us. It is the promised land. Past tense. Already been done. And we're sending 12 spies to go in, not to, not to get depressed and discouraged, but to become encouraged. See, some of you are seeing the test or the circumstance or the situation in front of you, and you're becoming discouraged rather than encouraged. And God's saying, I've been showing this to you because I want to show you what you're going to overcome. And instead, we see something that's going to overcome us. And so we send in these 12 spies, and because we could get the slaves out of Egypt, but we couldn't get Egypt out of the slaves. Environment changed. We're no longer bound. How many of you know there are a lot of believers that have been brought out of Egypt, not enslaved any longer? The rest of this chapter goes on and says some powerful verses. One of them being that we are no longer to let sin reign over our mortal bodies. But how many believers still live in sin consistently, sinning like the world sins? Well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Because of that mentality, you will never look different, live different, act different, talk different, react different. Because you're not a sinner saved by grace. But we have in Egypt mentality in the midst of the kingdom of God. There's still a conforming to a pattern. And we wonder why a product is still showing up. I want to tell you tonight, the product is always determined by the pattern. If you change the pattern, there is no devil in hell that can keep you from producing the results of the kingdom of God. That's why it's called fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't make you walk in love. The Holy Spirit doesn't make you walk in joy. The Holy Spirit doesn't make you have peace in the midst of fearful situations. The Holy Spirit doesn't make you have self-control. I mean, that would, that would obviously not make any sense at all. 
It's called self-control, not Holy Spirit control. It's almost like he left self-control for the very end because he's saying all these other things, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, are going to be up to you. The Spirit's there, but it's going to require self-control to make all these things line up. Self-control. A change in environment does not automatically cause a change in pattern. He says, don't be conformed to the world. And he doesn't say the answer to not conforming to the pattern of the world is salvation. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, if you want to keep from conforming to the world, just get saved. Just say a prayer. You won't be like the world anymore. No, he says you'll be transformed. You'll be changed. You'll be made new. What's transform mean? A different product. By the renewing of your mind. A new pattern. Because renewing your mind is a pattern that produces a new result. Mind renewed is life renewed. Because if I can change my thinking, I can change my life. If I can change how I think, I can change how I live. And so he says, you've got to establish a new pattern. You've got to establish a new pattern. You know, it's not a literal definition. But you, you've probably heard it before. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing, same thing, same thing, over and over, and what? Expecting a different result. I'm expecting a different product, but I'm still adding 11 plus 11 plus 11 plus 11. I've never gone in there and changed the pattern so I can get a different result. Let's keep on looking here in Romans chapter 5 before we move on. Verse 17. Because if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one. Death reigned. That's the result. Because of one man's offense. That's the pattern. Adam set us on a course, a pattern of sin. One man. So watch what he says here. Mm, this, this, this is exciting. Much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness pattern will reign in life product through the one Jesus Christ. It's not because of what you did, but because of what he did, I can live according to a new pattern. Now, and now I can live according to this new pattern, and it will give me a new product in my life. I don't have to be bound to sin. I don't have to be bound to judgment. I don't have to be bound to condemnation. He says in that verse, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. In Christ is the pattern. New creation is the product. He says, I'm now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's a new pattern in life. There's a new pattern. And now that I've got a new pattern, I can have a new 
product. Therefore, as through one man's offense, verse 18, judgment came to all men, resulting in, do you see that? Resulting product in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men. Watch this. Resulting in justification of life. If you haven't gotten it yet, you're about to. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. One man's obedience will make many righteous. I've come to tell you tonight that Jesus came to give you a new pattern so you could have a different product. You don't have to be bound by the same old results. I just can't help but cussing. Well, we'll just change the pattern so we can change the result. I just can't help looking at them that way. Let's change the pattern so we can change the result. I just can't help uh, spending all this money. Let's change the pattern so we can change the result. And you know, many of us, many of us, have accepted the product and the pattern, or the, the product and the, the problems in our lives as almost like it's a defect that we were born with. Has anyone ever said this statement? And I'm raising my hand because I'm probably the first one. I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. And look, some people are morning people, and good for you. Just stay away from me. <laughs> don't talk to me. Don't come around me. Unless you have coffee in your hand, then back away for about two hours. Get that stuff to rise up within me, and then let's have a conversation. But it's almost amazing as if that's the way we were born. I'm just not a morning person. Well, let me tell you some things that would help me be a morning person. Not going to bed so late, not eating food so late, not drinking caffeine so late. Come on, not staying up watching TV so late. All those things cause me to not be a morning person. There's a pattern here that if I could tweak the pattern and get in bed by a certain time and not eat certain things at a certain time and turn things off at a certain time, I might become a little bit more of a morning person. No, it's, it's a problem. It's just, we almost, almost accept it like I'm, I'm a United States American. I'm, 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 you know, I'm American, United States. Of, that's, who, that's where I was born. It's almost like become like our nationality. Right? We accept it to that level. I'm not a morning. No, there's a pattern involved that if we tweak the pattern... We get a different product. You'd be amazed at how much of a morning person you could be if we just changed some things at night. You know, my wife is working with me on one, on eating healthier. I'm just not a healthy eater. I'm not. But am I going to carry that? It's just who I am. Don't expect me to eat anything but pizza and hamburgers. I'm preaching now. 
contain your excitement. Do not get up and run just yet. Yeah, I'm preaching right now. I told you, this is one of those, it's either going to hit like a, a, a bag of rocks or this is going to be one that you're going to get a hold of and say, yeah, I've got some patterns that if I tweak my pattern, I'll get a different result. See, some of us have been talking about the problem. We've been talking about the result. We've even been praying to God about the result, and he's been saying, change your pattern. Change your pattern. It, notice he, he does not say that you'll be transformed by this, the miracle working power of God, and he's going to uh, send someone down to you, and they're going to lay hands on you, and you're going to be delivered of that pattern. No, he says you're going to be transformed by getting a new pattern. Because if I can change my pattern, I can change my product. The exciting thing here is that Jesus came to give us a new pattern. It's possible. Jesus did not go through all he went through for us to still carry some problems around. I'm not saying you won't have problems. I'm saying that problems will become revealed in your life, and then that'll be an opportunity to transform to a kingdom pattern by the renewing of our mind. Look at John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Are you getting something tonight? I, I, I hope this is opening up. I hope that you're grabbing a hold of this. Verse 1 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now, fruit is result. Fruit is result of something put in. Right? You get fruit, not just magically. You get fruit because something was sown, and now you reap what was sown. Now he says here, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now, many of us would call that unfruitfulness we would we would call that um not producing no product but it's still a product unfaithfulness is still a product it's just not the product you're looking for I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. That means he's the one watching over it to see what's taking place. He's in charge. I've, I've never known a tree that tells the farmer, don't cut me. I've never known a plant to tell the farmer, don't touch me, leave me alone. No, because there's a vine dresser, and the vine dresser knows exactly what this thing needs to produce. Now, unfruitfulness, we would look at that and say it's not producing. But unfruitfulness is still a product. Because there's a pattern of not producing fruit. 
still a product. It's not the product we're looking for. The product we're looking for is fruit. What's the right answer? The right answer we're looking for is fruit on the vine. So every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch in me that consistently is unproductive, he takes away. There's always a result. Don't ever go through life thinking that there's no product, there's no result, even though I'm unfruitful. And, 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 and this is what the, the steward with the one talent did. He thought, well, if I, I may not produce something, and that's better. And the master said, no, you produce something. You produce unfaithfulness. That's what you produce. And that's taken away. Just like it says here in John 15. It's taken away. That one was then given to what? Someone that did produce. Somebody that did produce. And you notice that there was a pattern. In that story. I know I'm skipping over to a parable that's not in my notes. But there's a pattern. The one that had five went and traded with them. And he gained five more. And he was told by the, the master when he came back, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with little. Now you'll be made ruler over much. Then we get to the one with two. Same thing. Same scenario. That's what we call a pattern. That's what you call a pattern. Consistently receiving the same thing. You were faithful with little. Now you'll be made ruler over much. Enter into the joy of your Lord. There's a pattern. The pattern was they worked the five and got ten. They worked the two and got four. The pattern's in place. But then we have someone that shows up and he breaks the pattern. He has a different pattern. And guess what? A different pattern produces a different result. And so here he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he what? Prunes that it may bear more fruit. Okay, so if say we brought in 500 gallons this year, the master wants a different result, right? He says, I want more fruit. See, you might think God is greedy. What did he tell that servant that buried the one? You should have at least deposited it in the bank so I could have earned interest. God is always looking for increase, guys. Why are we sitting down here thinking that God wants us lowly and humble and poor and destitute and barely making it when his own word is showing that he wants us increasing? God wants increase. God wants more today than he got yesterday. God wants more out of you this year than he got from you last year. He wants increase. So what does he do? changes the pattern he says there every branch in me does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes changes the pattern that it may bear more fruit different result because if you'll tweak the pattern you'll get a different product see we want God to do more in us but we don't want to give him more time in the word 
want God to reveal answers to us, but we don't want to spend more time in prayer. We want God to, to, to do more with our finances, but we can't give him more of our finances. We don't want to tweak the pattern and then wonder why God won't give us a different And he's saying, if you'll let me tweak the pattern, you'll get a different product. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me. Here we go. And I abide. And uh, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Unless you abide in me. Abide. Abide is the opposite of visit. God is not a God of visitation. God is not a God that says, uh, just let me hang out with you. Let me have weekend visitation. God is not a God that just wants you to come to him when there's a problem. No, he says abide. One translation says remain. Remain. Now what's that mean? Consistent. A pattern is defined by its consistency. My son, you know, he loves to play on... Uh, my iPad, and so instead of just always playing superhero games, I, I try to uh, get him hooked up with some things that are fun, but they're learning. And one of the things that he has, uh, uh, one of the apps that he plays on, it does this pattern where you'll get a circle, square, triangle, circle, square, triangle, circle, square, blank, and you have to determine what goes in the blank. It's very tough to do that game if there's not a lot of consistency. You can't do circle, square, triangle, octagon, circle, triangle, square, polygon, blank. It's tough to follow a pattern when there's no consistency. And without the pattern, we don't get a product. The product is the result of the pattern. And for some of us, we want the product of walking with God closely, but we don't want the pattern of fellowshipping, fellowshipping with him daily. We want the product of favor going before us in our finances, but we don't want to follow the pattern of giving consistently. We want the product of, of a great marriage where we're just always in love, but we don't want to follow the pattern of loving even when we don't feel like loving. Are we getting this tonight? Is this hitting home? There's a pattern that God wants to tweak. He says, if you'll let me prune, I'll get more fruit. More fruit is to your benefit. 
Because if we're not producing, we get thrown away into the fire. But he says, abide in me, remain in me, and I in you. It's got to be consistent. It's got to be on a regular basis. There's got to be some continuity here. We cannot just be all over the place with this thing and say, well, I really needed to get in the Word today, or I know I missed the last seven days, and then you wonder why we feel so separated, like we're not seeing the answers. We're not seeing the results. We're messing up the pattern. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. You cannot produce the right fruit without being in the right pattern with the one that produces it in you. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. There's your result. Why? Because the pattern is, is you abide in me and I'm abiding in you. If we get the right pattern, we'll get the right result. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. I mean, he's making the product so clear for us. He's making the result so clear. I mean, I love what Joshua said. I put before you this day life and death. Now, if that wasn't an easy enough test on its own, Joshua then follows it up with choose life. I mean, how many of you would like to take that test? If you pass this test, we're going to advance you. And here's the answer to the test. It's a 50-50 shot. One of them is very clear which one the answer is. But on top of that, I'm going to give you the answer. I'm going to give you the result, and here's the pattern you need. I mean, the the, the worst math, the, the thing that I hated the most about math, especially algebra, was the fact that they gave you the answer. 2 plus X equals 4. You give me the answer, and now I'm having to figure out the pattern. But that's our lives, guys. We know the answer we want. You know that you want to see your finances fulfilled. You know you want to see your kids serving God. You know you want your marriage uh, fruitful and growing and abounding in love. You know you want your job expanding. You know you want your influence developing. We've got the answer. We're trying to find X. We're trying to figure out the pattern that gives us the product. It's right there. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out. And they gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much. So, you will be my disciples. X plus Y is the result. The pattern is there. The answer is there. And now it's time to align ourselves to the pattern. And not just align ourselves to the pattern, but be consistent in it. He doesn't say, if you visit me and I visit you. He says, abide in me and I in you. 
remain in me and I in you. It's where we remain that determines our results. It's where we remain that determines our results. Tonight, I just want us to take a moment on a personal level. On a personal level. I'm not asking you to write it down on a card. I'm not asking you to come down to the front. I want you right where you're at to take a moment and identify the product you want. But take a look and identify the pattern you're in. Because if we're not seeing the product we want, it's in the pattern. I want to tell you right now, God wants great things for you. That's why he sent Jesus to give you a different pattern. You know, many times we, in talking about math, we remove the most important part of the equation, us. Sometimes we act like life just happens and it's all up to God. In fact, there are some teachings out there Uh, You've all probably heard the statement, God is in control. He is in control. He's in control of one thing, his word. And when he spoke Genesis 1.26 into existence, he transferred authority, dominion, and rule to man. Guys, whether you like it or not, you're in the equation. And it's time to play our part in the equation. It's time to play our part in the pattern that's producing the product. I'm not telling you, I'm not saying you can't go to God about your problem. But in the end, when he shows you a pattern, you better be willing to change. We've got to be obedient to tweak. We've got to be obedient to prove. And our prayer ought to be, God, what is in my pattern that's producing the result I don't want to see? And identify to me. David said, give me a clean heart, O God. Give me a clean heart, O God. Do a work in me that will now allow me to see a difference. Answer. So just right where you're at, every head bowed, every eye closed, just take a moment. I'm going to allow the worship team just to kind of play a little bit. And just take a moment and identify the areas where you're not quite seeing the product you've hoped for. But rather than just crying out to God about the answer, Allow him to identify the stuff on the left side of the equal sign that needs to be adjusted. He's saying, you've been adding 11 plus 11 plus 11, but I need you to add 11 plus 12 plus 11. It could be a small tweak. It could be a major tweak. But allow him to speak to you this evening.
Father, we thank you. You're such a good God. You could have easily have left us stuck in the old pattern, the old culture, the old way of living that produced nothing but death. But you gave us a new pattern. You said in your word here in Romans chapter 6, verse 22, it says, But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit your product, your result to holiness and the end everlasting life because the wages of sin is death the pattern of sin is always resulting in death but the gift of God the new pattern is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord Father we thank you tonight that you have given us a new pattern You've given us a new way of life. You've given us a new culture, new customs, new traditions to live by. And Father, because of that, we have an expectation for new results, a new product. So Father, speak to us, identify to us, show us the part of the equation that needs to be tweaked, the part of the pattern that needs to be changed so we can get a different answer, so that we can get a different product. And Father, we thank you because you'll receive all the glory. You'll receive all the honor. The product is not to glorify and lift us up. It's to lift you up. People will ask, how did you get that? How'd you get that answer? And you'll say, I changed my equation." changed my pattern and I'm seeing a different product. Father, we thank you for this tonight. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said,